Hi, and welcome to my podcast. This podcast is um, is titled Friends and Family. That is what it's about. Um, but most specifically, one friendship in particular is what I'll be discussing in this podcast. Um, so um, we are the human species. And as a human species, you know, you go throughout life, nature, and there are limitless things that are unexpected and chaotic and, um, and all that nature is because you have a lot of things that work with wills of their own wills. Like you just have a lot of things in nature with wills of its own or just you know, environmental impacts and whatnot. So in the midst, in the midst of the chaos of life, it's nice to have some kind of, um, uh, it's nice to have an experience of consistency, something that is consistent and dependable, you know, and it's like, there is, there is that aspect of nature, of the, the unpredictable um, aspect of nature that creates our exciting world. And however, there are troubling aspects of nature that are also um, caused by like just un- things that are... Um, and unpredictable in certain ways and certain, uh, in, in a matter of speaking. And so, um, so one thing that is comforting in the experience of life is having people in your life that are consistent, that are dependable, that is a comfort to life is having people who are, um, you know, that will always be there or who care about you, you know, like, you know, that they, they consistently care about you. And I think, you know, we can all, we all feel the same way as humans for the most part. I think people feel the same way. Um, unless you're an odd duck, (laughs) but I mean, like I, I enjoy my independence. I enjoy being by myself, having time to myself. Um, however, I also enjoy the, I also enjoy the experience of friendship. I enjoy the, um, I enjoy like experiencing a different personality other than my own, you know, like I don't, I don't know a person. I don't actually know a person in existence who just does not want to be around any people, you know, like we are, we, uh, are social, we are social creatures and, um, and so, um, or at the very least we have the ability to socialize. And so, uh, I find, I find, um, 
joy and satisfaction in this life as I interact with people who think similarly to me um, or who have the heart, the kind of heart that I have. And so, and I think that that, like, you know, it's like as you go through life, it's enjoyable to have someone that to go through life with, to kind to like discuss whatever is going on in your life with. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about what it means to be both a good and bad friend somewhat simultaneously. Um, and so that's kind of what I'm going to talk about. And I think that when you, when you appreciate or when you like, I think when you understand I don't know. I guess I'm just like discussing my understanding of what it means to um, be a good friend by giving an example of a bad friend. Um, so um, it's not going to be a really negative. This is not going to be a really negative podcast. It's intended to be a positive podcast. And so, um, you know, so as I give this negative example, uh, I'm going to be giving a positive examples as well. So, um, growing up, I had this one friend, um, who lived across the world. She had the time she was just a, a baby and I was three years, three years, uh, older than her. Um, she lived across the road from me growing up and we eventually became friends. We both got old enough to walk and, um, at some point in time, um, when we were both old enough to walk, we became friends and we would play at each other's houses and we stayed friends for a very long time. She was three years younger than me and she, um, so there was somewhat of a difference between like what I was experiencing developmentally and what she was experiencing developmentally. And so I was in college I went to college when I think she was like just getting into high school or something like that, uh, something you know, close to it. And so there I am in college and like we, we've been, we've been friends. I moved, I moved before going to college, I moved to a different city and in that city I went, like I went to the, the school there and I started making, I started making friends there. I started spending more time with my cousin and I spent less time with her and like we kind of grew apart, um, there. However, we hung out with the same people. Like I hung out with her and my cousin, we all hung out together. And so it was like, but that like me hanging out with other people and not living next to her, um, like I used to whenever I went to school in the town where I used to live, where we both used to live, we started growing apart after I moved to a different town and went to a different school. Um, so we grew, we started growing apart, but we still like got together and hung out and, um, and did things. But then, um, but she was hanging out more so with like people her age. Um, I was, as I was in, as I was in high school and hanging out with people that were at my youth group. I was like getting really involved in my youth group. And, and so I spent time with, I, that's, that's who I spent time with. Like I spent time with people in my youth group and then at my church youth group. So 
we let's fast forward to when like it just kind of went downhill so the friendship just kind of started going downhill whenever I was in um whenever I was in college I went to college and while I was in college I was experiencing a lot of um my mom my mom would call me and she would inform me of different things that were uh, unhealthy that were going on in her life um my mom was dating this guy who had anger issues and abusive issues like psychological abuse and physical abuse issues and he she would call me and and discuss with me the problems that she was having with him she would call me and discuss with me her like issues that she was having emotionally um because my mom was diagnosed with uh my mom was diagnosed with like a disorder um and so she would discuss those issues with me and then on top of that uh she was going through and battling like she was having a custody battle with the father of her of my half sister um she I don't call it like she's my sister I see her as a sister but like she's my half sister because we have different dads so there was a custody battle that was going on it was very stressful and when I was at college I would discuss those things I would discuss those things with my roommate I would discuss those things with uh people who were there some people very few people because i don't think that i like i didn't really open up about that to very many people so i was in college and i was going through this and i am i kind of developed this like handle things on my own i was handling things on my own type person i did just kind of became that as i went through high school and was experiencing different problems and didn't feel like I could go to my mom about certain things and as my mom struggled with different things through after my dad and brother passed away in a car accident after they like after that and my mom kind of like went downhill and had different negative experiences and and later received a a, a diagnosis um I just had different problems and and because I felt like I didn't have I like I felt leaned on as a child I felt depended on as a child by my mother and I just became this like person who tried to be as independent as possible emotionally and with problems that I was dealing with and so I did not open up to people I could have potentially opened up to about those problems um except for my granddad I opened up to him occasionally about my problems that I was experiencing I didn't open up to him about my problems I was experiencing at school just problems I was experiencing with my mom. And so but I so I didn't really talk about problems I was experiencing at school with anyone but my friend um who I was growing away from, who I grew away from whenever I moved to different towns. So I discussed those things less with her and more with like people that I was getting close to in my youth group or people or like which I didn't even open up to things about them really and then open about about school problems with them. I just bottled it up and kept it to myself, problems that I was experiencing at school. So then from there I anyway, so I went to I was in college and I was going through all these things. I was having my mom call me, she was informing me of all the things that I had already listed um just now. Uh, but I was going through all these things, experiencing that as well as the challenge of like um of schoolwork and uh the the college load and being distracted by other um by college life and 
as well, like the freedom um, that I was experiencing, like being on my own, being away from the stressful environment was, was like helpful to me. Being out of the stressful environment, no longer living with my mom was helpful to me. Um, psychologically, it was uh, beneficial. And, uh, and so um, not only was my mom calling me and informing me of her like problems that she was having with her boyfriend and uh, who eventually she separated from and, and, and fought for custody with, like it started off with complications with the relationship and her having a kid. Then, um, I'll, and that's what it started off with when I was in college. And then it moved to my mom fighting for custody, uh, while I was in college. So the struggle that she discussed with me, uh, changed as I was in college. Um, uh, nonetheless, it was still very stressful because on top of that, she also would discuss with me her, like her, like negative thoughts that she was having, like very, very, very negative thoughts that she was having about herself um, and like uh, worries that she had about herself, like worries that she had about thoughts that she was having on harming herself. And and so I was dealing with all these things and I had my friend um, and so Gray, oh, I do not want to say her name, but so she said she was calling me. She was calling me while I was in college, and uh, I'm in college, and I'm like making new friends and discuss and like um, becoming friends with my roommates that I was like rooming with in college, as well as I was um, kind of like healing. I was healing by not being in the stressful environment. I was healing in different ways and. Um, and just establishing healthier relationships or just establishing relationships. I had healthy relationships, but I was making new friends. I was making friends who were my age. I was making friends with people who were, had high moral standards that were, that uh, essentially led to having a very loving, healthy, encouraging relationship uh, where, you know, we don't need each other. We're just, no one needs anyone. We're just there for each other. We don't like, you know, I think we all like we all want to socialize, or you could say we need to socialize, and so in that sense, you could say, well, we need each other. But what I meant is that there was no kind of emotional dependency. I felt like my mom depended on me whenever I was in middle school and high school. After my dad and brother passed away, I felt like she depended on me emotionally for her happiness, and so and for her happiness and for her stability. And so as I was in college, not experiencing that. I felt very, I, I just kept experiencing different levels of healthiness as far as like ha just having like a, having a healthy dynamic. I was having very healthy dynamic relationships, having relationships that were healthy as dynamics. There was like, you know, we, there, we wanted to be in the relationship. We wanted to be in the relationship. We didn't need the relationship. There was no dependent, there was no unhealthy dependency. We, you know, so that's what I was getting at. There was no unhealthy dependency. And so I was really enjoying the friendships that I had. My um, friend from back home was calling me and I was very bad about, I was not, I would answer and I would call her back, but I was not good at staying connected with her because the discussions that she was wanting to have with me were not discussions that I wanted to have. She was wanting to discuss things that she was dealing with. Like, she was wanting to discuss relational problems that she was dealing with in high school while I was discussing different things in college with people. Not only was I dealing with 
problems with my mother and her calling me and the stress of a college load and, um, and just trying to like, uh, be happy and heal and in a healthy environment with relationships that are like healthy. But I, um, uh, and like, I pulled away from that friendship. I myself pulled away during that time, uh, very strongly, um, from that friendship. And I did not initiate, I did not maintain that friendship because we were in such different developmental stages. Uh, at that time, it was seemed to be very drastic based on the conversations that she wanted to have with me. And, um, and I think probably, um, like, I think, I think her conversations that she tried having me with me were, were like, were probably about some kind of drama at school or like, uh, or like boy problems that she, or boy, boy crushes that she had or whatever. And I'm not, I don't even know, I honestly don't remember, but it's like kind of what I think it was the conversations was about. And, um, and I think I was really just, I was really, um, I was studying theology. And so that is something that I wanted to discuss. And I didn't feel as though she really cared to discuss that. And, uh, and so I did not really enjoy our conversations. I didn't really enjoy our conversations. And so I kind of pulled away from our relationship during that time. After that time, I got out of high school and I, um, moved like, I moved back home, but after I got out of, uh, as I was in college, as I was like, as I was kind of putting a lot of effort into developing friendships that I, that I, friendships with people at college, I, um, because of the, uh, effort that I was putting into the people at college, I was putting less effort into our friendship. And so you could potentially say that a part of being that my, like what I could take accountability for is, is the, um, is not, is not giving, giving my friend a clear expectation of, or not making my expectation of our friendship very clear for her and be, and, um, and then not like, and like, I, I didn't explicitly tell her that I felt like there was a difference in the de- in developmental stage. There was a difference in the, the conversations that we were wanting to have. She wanted to discuss certain things that I didn't want to discuss. Like I didn't have any interest in discussing certain things. However, I like, I kind of, I was dealing with a lot with my mother and my, the bad, yeah, and then the cuss, like my mother and the abusive relationship that she was in. And then later the custody battle, as well as like discussing those things with people at the college and also discuss like developing friendships there. And, um, and also trying and then studying psychology, like I was studying psychology and going through those classes. And I don't, it's just kind of like, we were at different stages of life and I like, I loved her, but I felt like there wasn't on my end, uh, as far as like what I deemed to be healthy, 
and what I needed at the time. I I needed for like the for myself, like I needed healthy relationships that were that were having mature conversations on on like relational issues. And uh, with her being in high school and being like I think a first year in high school, the the uh, the kind of the conversations were different. And so like, but nonetheless, I could have just, I just needed to, I should have just like set expectations, but it was kind of a first experience for me. And so like, uh, hindsight is 2020. So obviously like, you know, going back, I could give myself advice and say, do this and things would be better. But, um, but I think that you just kind of have to see things through my first hand. That was my first time experiencing what I was experiencing and I was like drawing close to people who were helping me, helping me in various ways, who uh, were providing me with very healthy, mature relationships, um, because I saw out people who were older than me. I saw friendships with people who were older than me, because I liked their maturity, and so that's what I did. And people who like, anyway, and and so, um, I could have like just set an expectation for her because she wanted, she was expecting to communicate with me frequently and, and wanted to communicate with me more, more frequently than I wanted to communicate with her. Uh, and then I just would not like, she would call and I wouldn't call back. Um, and so, you know, that there are different things that I can take accountability for, but I think setting in like hindsight is 2020 again. So it could have just set an expectation like, Hey, you know, we can maintain our friendship. This is how often that I'm willing to talk while I'm here in college. These are days that we can talk. However, I did not, I wasn't that kind of planning type person back then. I wasn't like, that's not how I had, I didn't think like that back then. And so, um, I just was doing the best that I could with how I was thinking then and trying to uh, draw close to mature, healthy friendships. <laughs> so, um, I would, uh, I would initiate like whenever she would contact me, I would initiate calling back eventually, but it, it was not definitely not in the, in the manner and in, in the timely manner that she probably would have wanted me to. Like she might call me one day and then I call her two days later type thing or she calls me one day and then I call her a week later type thing. And so, um, from that point on, um, like a call and like, I don't, I don't have a conversation with her until a week later after, or until a week after she called me wanting to talk, things like that. And, um, because during that time, like I said, I was dealing with a lot of stressful things in life and I did not discuss them with her. I didn't discuss those things with her. She may have been aware of them. I think she probably was aware of it, but I did not discuss those things with her. Um, and so anyway, uh, I got out of, uh, the psychology of stop studying psychology because I had came to the conclusion. I came to the conclusion that, um, that I was going, I was studying psychology because I was trying to be there for my mom in a different way. I was trying to, I was making, I don't know, I just felt like I was making too much of my life about trying to solve my mom's problems. And so I stopped when I realized that after as I went through psychology, I recognized that I enjoyed psychology and yes, I could do it as a job, 
like I could like try to counsel people as a job. However, um, I came to the conclusion that I did not want to do that as a job. I'd rather do it as like a help me and be helpful towards people, give advice. But I didn't like, I just was like, no, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this job. So I got out of, um, I got out of that and went, I moved back to, um, I moved into my own place close by, uh, in like Bishopville, Sumter area. And I think we reconnected then, but she had like through my first, after my first year of college and the whole communication, the, um, the difference in expectations or the difference in desires for communication between me and her eventually led into her not initiating at all. She wouldn't initiate at all with me. And so like she, um, she just, you just contact me whenever you want to talk to me is kind of like what happened, what ended up happening whenever I was in, um, college. So, um, so there I am and I'm back living in the area close by to where she is and I try to reconnect with her and, uh, and things consistently. The only thing that changed was I was, the things that changed in the relationship will paint a, will paint a picture of what was, what was unhealthy. So I moved back, I moved close by, I um, things got better. Like what, what was happening with my mom and the, that whole situation got better, although it was not resolved, but it did get better. Uh, I moved close by and I was not close. I, my college friends were elsewhere. Um, my college, I became friends with people who were older than me and those people graduated. Um, and so whenever I moved back home, those people who I'd become friends with moved away to various places where they were from um, to the different states that they were from or wherever they were going to go and do a job. And, um, and, and so like I had no close five friends and except for her and people in my family that were still in the town. So living in the town that I moved back to. And so like I tried, uh, I tried spending more time with her. Uh, but what ended up happening is that uh, even after apologizing about like, um, the, the differences and desires for communication as I was in college and the differences of expectations and apologizing for my, um, my lack of initiation or like her initiating and then me not initiate and then me not responding to the call until like a week later or me not like me just the 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 time between her contacting me and me contacting her back even after apologizing for that and like um and changing um and doing better after moving back and being close by and trying to initiate in that relationship she um would not initiate she just she did not initiate uh in our friendship she didn't initiate in our friendship and and so like if she did initiate in our friendship, it was very, it was, it was, uh, it was like 75 to 25%. I initiated 75%. She initiated 25% or less than that. So that's the initiation dynamics. And I consider that to be an unhealthy friendship. 
I think that if you are so scarred by, if you can't forgive and you're so scarred by the circumstance of what happened whenever I was going through a really rough time, then I think that like, that's, that's a lack of ability to forgive. And, and that's kind of like, it's like, it's resigning yourself to resigning yourself to, well, I'm not like, I know, even though you're apologizing, I'm still going to treat you the same. Even though you're apologizing, I'm still going to initiate the same amount. I'm not going to, I'm still not going to initiate at all. I'm still not going to like do whatever. <laughs> and so there was a difference in uh, levels of initiation. And I think that, again, I think that that, that is unhealthy, an unhealthy sign in a friendship. Um, if you know both people, if you know both people and you know, like how they are with other people, I think it is a sign, like if, if they are initiating with other friendships, they're initiating in other friendships and it's 50, 50 in those friendships. But when it comes to you, it's 25 to 75 or, or 15 to 75, they, they initiate 15%, you initiate the rest of it. That is a sign that it is unhealthy and it's a sign that someone is allowing their hurt to their hurt in the past to continue on and how they treat you and how they initiate and their kind of investment in the friendship, even though you're putting in effort to show that you care. And little by little, as I saw that that did not change, I did, I withdrew from our friendship myself. Even though I was close by and was initiating, as I noticed and experienced that there was still a consistent lack of effort, I withdrew in the friendship and I became friends. I dated and I became friends with, like, I just, I became friends with, with different people in the area. I started making new friends and, and I was able to, I was able to drink and stuff like that and to go out to bars before she could. And so there was also that difference in, and um, experiences and and uh, development, and so there little by little, it just seems like things just kind of progressively got. We just progressively got more distant, despite our dis despite our physical distance. We just got more distant, and I feel that a part of it is because of a lot the inability to forgive in action. There is a sense of forgiving in action, but then the, the, then the other aspect of forgiving is saying, okay, well, you know, evaluating, do you want the friendship or not? And if you want the friendship and you actually care about a person, then you initiate, you initiate asking a person how they are, you know, like you either, you initiate hanging out, you, Hey, let's hang out, let's do something together. Or you initiate like asking how a person is. And when there is a lack of initiation of asking how a person is, it just shows, it's like, it just says that they don't care or they are holding or they might think about you, but they're not initiating because of past experiences and past like things that they're not forgiving, which is changing how they are treating you. Um, they're not treating you the same way that they treat other people because of the past. And so that is kind of what my experience is. And, um, uh, and I think that also like our interests were a bit, our interests were similar whenever we lived close by to each other. Um, and we, we did a lot of different things together. However, our interests kind of, um, the things that we wanted to talk about were different are the things that we wanted, that we were both interested in kind of went in different directions. 
Uh, and so that's another thing. Um, our different personalities are different. Like, I'm more of an outdoorsy person. I'm like more of an outdoorsy, like rough it kind of person. But um, anyway, and then I like, I got married and I moved to, um, I got married and I moved to a different state and things just got worse than two. And the initiation again was like 15 to 15 to, you know, me doing the rest of it. So, um, you know, 15 to like 85%. That's what it, that's pretty much what it was like. I'd initiate, excuse me, I would initiate 85% of the time. She'd initiate 15% of the time or less. Um, and so that's like the relationship dynamic. And with them, um, because she was only initiating with me like 15% of the time, she was initiating with other people more so. She was initiating um, caring in other friendships, like more so like, hey, how are you doing? What's going on in your life? Like, how how are you? I didn't get those things. Uh, maybe occasionally there was like, hey, do you want to go and do this with me? But there wasn't, there was no initiation of, hey, how are you? If there was, it was like, in a year, maybe 15, like, there just wasn't that kind of initiation. And so, um, in this, but I think that, um, when you look at a friendship and you're trying to determine what is a healthy friendship, what is healthy, which I'm not even done with this one. I'm going to have to, I didn't intend on making it this long, but I'll post it and redo it and, 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 and go into, I'll, I'll post this, then I'll go back and do it again, but better. I'll explain things better, or I'll just explain the latter half that I'm never got to, <laughs> that I won't be able to get to, but I'll post this portion. But I think that, so what is one aspect of a healthy friendship? One aspect of a healthy friendship is, is, um, is equal initiation. If one person is really busy, it's understandable. But if you both have the same, if you both have free time and one person is not initiating, it, like if you compare how they are initiating in all their friendships, how are they initiating with you? Is it different than how, than how they initiate with other people? And what I came to understand through conversations is that she was initiating with other people more so than she was initiating with me. She would discuss with me how she initiates with other people. And through that, I came to recognize that she was not initiating with me. She was not, like, I already knew she wasn't initiating with me, but it came to understand that she was also, but it wasn't that she was also not initiating with other people. She was initiating with other people, and she just wasn't initiating with me. And so that gave me a recognition of that there was a lack of care. There's a lack there's a lack of care. There was a lack of love. There was a lack of like concern. And or there was a resignation of how thing of an un, there was a resignation for an unhealthy dynamic uh, on her side. Like if you want a relationship to work, then you have to put in you have to look at how you gotta have to look at yourself and evaluate what you're doing that is not that where there is a, a lack of love in the relationship. 
And a part of uh, loving is initiation. Actually, like loving someone is asking asking them how they are. Um, and so that is what I saw that there was a lack of. I would initiate asking if she wanted to come up and spend time with me. I would, I would like, whenever I would go down, I would ask her what she was doing. Like when I would go down in, to South Carolina from North Carolina, I would ask her how she was doing or if she wanted to hang out. And if I had time, some, I, I wanted to spend time. Sometimes I didn't have time, but I wanted to. And um, sometimes it didn't work out. But I... Um, so, uh, to end this podcast on, on what does it mean to be a good friend? Um, you know, what is, what is a bad friend? What does it mean to be a good friend? Um, part one podcast one of like probably three is that, uh, look at, uh, how you're initiating look at the initiations in the relationship who's initiating more in the relationship look at how they're initiating with other people is it different are they treating you differently than they're treating other people are they caring you know are they initiating asking you how you are if someone is not initiating asking you how you are they really don't they don't care they're not caring for you they do not care they do not care about your present life you know like maybe they cared in the past but if someone is not asking how you are they don't care about your present life or they love you but they don't they're not caring for you. They're not caring for you. They're not as they, they don't have any established, they're not establishing a relationship. They're not trying to have a relationship. There has to be an exchange for there to be a relationship. If you're not initiating any exchanges and there is like pretty much no relationship, there is just like, <sighs> there's just no exchanges. And so, you know, um, I would encourage anyone listening to this that if you do not have a friend, if you don't have anyone in your life who's initiating asking you how you are, asking you randomly, just asking you how you are without you initiating first, then I would suggest that you make more friends. I would suggest that you make a friend who actually cares about how you are and will occasionally ask you how you are. Because if, there, if you don't have anyone doing that or if a friend is not doing that because of some past thing that happened, that they're resigning and they're resigning their their own behaviors to a certain way or resigning themselves and that to act a certain way or to avoid initiation because of like their own hurt and stuff that they're not letting go of and and like resigning themselves to not initiating at all and just letting the other person initiate even though the other person me communicated that I didn't want that I wanted them to initiate as like I wanted them to initiate like and then you know, you need a, you need a more healthy friendship. You need to, you know, try to be open-minded and be available and for people who actually are showing that they care about you and initiating, like be open-minded, be like perceptive and to try to establish a more healthy friendship, um, or pay attention to people who are actually asking you how you are and how you're doing. Um, and that's because those, because those people care, like those people actually care about you. So, uh, yeah, that is it for now. I will hope that everyone has a wonderful morning. I'll add more to this on what does it mean to have, what does it mean to have a good and what is a good friendship? What is a bad friendship? Okay. That's it. Have a wonderful morning. Bye.